Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. Welcome to Boss to Boss. That's right, everybody. Today, today it's a special show. It's a live show. We're actually doing this in person for once. <laughs> I think the guest today is a master networker. He uh, p- provides a master mastermind, which uh, <laughs> that's another way to put it, right? Which where I initially found Travis Chapel. Um, Build your network is the, the podcast, the brand. The brand is Travis Chapel himself, and, and he's here. Uh, you can follow him everywhere. Travis Chapel, Instagram, Facebook, his website, buildyournetwork.co. So that's C-O. It's actually um, now just switched as of two, three days ago to TravisChapel.com. So oh, you officially changed it? Everything's officially done. Okay, so it's Travis Chapel, and that's C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L. Yes, sir. Because there's numerous ways. So TravisChapel.com. Super excited to have him here. Um, he was actually the first, first ever guest of Boss to Boss about a year ago. The episode released April 15th, but um, about a year ago, you know, we, we recorded, we pre-recorded it, we talked about it. Um, it's just so, it's super exciting to finally be here a year later. It's crazy, man. It's, when you told me it's been a year, I didn't believe you. I was like, no way. <laughs> it had to have been like August or September or something. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. nuts. It's been a year. That's awesome. You made a ton of progress in that time. Yeah, I made progress, but I mean, you made progress too. Oh yeah, for I, sure. I almost feel like I like piggybacked, you know, like as as you were exploding and getting bigger and bigger, like I was like right there. I was like, all right, let's see what I can do. Let's see how I can team up with Travis, help out, you know, be there, be there for him, um, and vice versa. And, and uh, we're actually at 10x Growth Conference. So yeah. It's the one in Miami this year, whereas last year it was in Vegas, and that's how it was the first time we met up in person, right? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. First time in person, for sure. Yes. I did your mastermind group, and that's where like yeah, that three or four months before. Yeah. And that was when I, I had to call everybody, sell them on the phone to get them a mastermind. It was the first one I ever held. Um, and uh, I think I, did I, I included a ticket. No. No. So you were raffling off two tickets to, I think it was 10 guests you had. Gotcha. Mastermind. You're yeah. capping out the mastermind of 10 people. That's right. And you had two tickets to raffle off. Yeah. And you're paying. <laughs> I was probably, was that, who was the hardest sell? Was I the hardest sell? You were the hardest sell, yeah. You and Zach. Yes. You and another guy named Zach. Zach Hesterberg. Zach Hester. Great guy. Great guy. He runs a podcast as well. Yep. Um, Do you want to take me through the process of what it took to sell people on, you know, starting up a mastermind program and kind of, you didn't really have too much else. Like you had your business, you had a very successful water business. You had people working for you. You had a successful podcast at the moment happening, but it was kind of like happening as we were talking. You know, you had some, you had big names, but you weren't anywhere close to where you are right now. So, how did you even like think you were going to sell us? That's a good question. Like looking back, (laughs) I asked myself that question. Well, I'm point proven. Mm -hmm. You said uh, I was going to cap it off to ten, and that was my uh, that was my goal. And I had like six people total in that mastermind. Oh, if you remember, I, I said like, oh yeah, I'm gonna cap it off at ten, and I can only get six people to join. Yeah. But it was a start, and now there's like 27, I think, in the current one. Mm-hmm. Um, part three, 
yeah, 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 the third mastermind now uh, for all of 2019. But yeah, I started just getting on the phone with people. Um, and uh, that's a good question. I honestly don't know how, why I thought I was going to be able to do it, but I have a very extensive sales background, um, lots of door-to-door sales, mm-hmm. so knocking for uh, solar alarms and then uh, water purification and you know, recruited, built sales teams and managed and trained and all that stuff. And so I was, if I was confident in one thing at the time, it was my ability to sell. sell. Okay. So um, I was always, I, I could sell, wasn't great at marketing. So the last year, year and a half has been a lot of focus in how to get better at content marketing mm-hmm. um, so that I can get pe- more people on the phone so that I can sell them to more things. So um, at the time, yeah, it was just uh, confidence in a previous, um, uh, a previous opportunity that I had done well with that brought my confidence into the next venture. Then mm-hmm. I was able to, it was just like, hey, either way, if I, I know if I get on the phone with a certain amount of people, I'm gonna be able to sell a certain amount of people. It, it's crazy how your sales technique has changed now to back then. Because now yeah. you're selling on everything that you've already done, the network you have, right? Build your network. Well, I sold a different, I sell a different product now than I sold yes. back then. Like back then, I was trying to sell uh, sales training. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, you know, my, my podcast about networking, but I hadn't done enough with it, which brings me to a really good point. <laughs> Don't coach on things that you haven't done before. It amazes me how many people are like business coaches. Yes. Like I don't call myself a business coach. Like, I'm not a business consultant. I've never ran a multi, multi-million dollar business. So why am I going to sit here and try to tell you what to do with your million dollar business? I don't know what to do because I've never done it. So I coach on things that I know I've done. I know that I can help people do better. Yes. So at the time, that was sales. So when I got in the mastermind, it was like, hey, I'm going to put together a group of people that are interested in this whole personal development thing, and then I'm going to do some sales coaching with you. So it was like a mastermind, but it's really more like group coaching because I would hop on and do one-on-one like coaching calls mm-hmm. with the mentors. You had to offer a lot more back then. Than you oh, yeah. I had to offer yeah. a lot more for a lot less money. Yeah, but you got to do what you got to do. You yeah, know? You do. Like, I needed results. I needed to get people results. Yeah. You know, and, and you're one of the people that has gotten results from yes, working. Yes, I have. I cannot deny that one. But. So, yeah, but you, you got you to start, start with something. You, know? and you have to be willing to put in like... Too many people get too proud, like they, they've been doing this certain thing for five or 10 years and they're making X amount of money. And then they want to, they, 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 they've hit a ceiling or they've capped out yeah. or they're done with it and they want to move to do something different. But they want to like move to the different thing at the same level that they quit the other thing. And it was just like, well, can't really do that because you're not, as, you're not good at this thing. You're good at that thing, you're not good at this thing. So you can't just like transfer across Mm-hmm. and keep on the same level like you're gonna have to start back at the bottom and work your way up like you you can't be too proud to go start at the bottom of those things and that's yeah. that's what really led me on this whole journey just from being um you know mentorship and, and networking and getting around people who know what they're doing is basically my entire brand so getting in front of somebody like john mcgumas at the time when he had no idea who i was he played a vital role right so oh great so, yeah for sure for sure so, yeah um i mean he's I wanted I wanted a podcast and I wanted a podcast successfully. He's running two three million dollar podcast. You know, yeah. for those who don't know, that's EO Fire, yeah, um, which is Entrepreneurs on Fire top fifty business podcast pretty like, much all the time. All the time, yeah. yeah. Even if he pops up, he's always pops back in. Right. So you know he's like twenty. Right. You know, yeah. Exactly. Always. So he's top of the line podcaster and runs a multi seven figure business off of his podcast. So I was just like, if I'm going to get into podcasting, I want to know how to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. So I tried to get in front of him. So. I had a lot of sales experience. People paid me 
pretty well to like train and stuff. And I had um, I had teams of people that I would train and I you know made money in sales for five six years doing retail sales, door to door sales, and all this other stuff. And so when um, when I was trying to link up with John and build a relationship with John, I volunteered my time to sell stuff for him. You did it. You went to an uh, event, right? You I went to podcast movement that he was the keynote, and uh, I was uh, he was he was speaking there, and I just volunteered to work his booth for him and sell journals for him for three days, eight hours a day. Three days, eight hours a day for an entire weekend. I took out of my time where I could have been making money for me and my business my family, and I volunteered to help him make more money. Did you have to pay Even though he was already worth yeah. you know, multiple stuff. Did you have to pay for the travel as well? Pay for the travel, and pay for my hotel. Wow. So you, the only thing I didn't pay for is they comped a ticket for me because I was an wow. exhibitor or whatever. So you probably spent at least $1,000 minimum, right? Between your time, the hotel, the travel. Well, I spent $1,000 like actual dollars, but you throw my time into it, yeah. you know, I was spending a lot more than that because I was selling a pretty high ticket water purification product at the time. So if I spent that weekend working, I could have made pretty good money. But so instead, I spent it volunteering for someone like John. Mm -hmm. But I understood the fact that I was switching industries. I was changing to become a podcaster. So I couldn't just expect that I was going to be treated with the same level of respect in this field as I was in this field, just because I had success over here. Like I got in and worked from the bottom to like get up to where I wanted to be. Which is which is crazy because that's happening out there so much nowadays. We've talked about it in the cab. People come come in, they come to a conference like 10x, which we'll get more into 10x in a little bit, and you get really hyped up. And right away, I mean, there's nothing wrong with believing you can do it, but when you go out there and you put fake things out there and things that you can show other people, but you really can't, you have nothing to show for it. Right. I mean, that's everybody wants to be a coach. Everybody wants to be an influencer. It's so easy to do, right? Just post a couple of videos, right. post a couple of quotes. Exactly, exactly. But people don't understand the work that was put in behind the scenes for a lot of these influencers and coaches to be able to do what they do and make what they do. And it gets to a point when there, where there could only be so many influencers too, so many yeah. coaches. Right. Like these markets do get saturated too. Totally. So that's why you, me, we both. You know, we we, we we need to be agile, right? You've already maneuvered numerous things. You made numerous changes. You rebranded from Build Your Network to Travis Chapel. It's still Build Your Network, but Travis Podcast Chapel. Podcast, yeah. Well, really, the thought behind that was that I wanted people to know me first and then know that Build Your Network was a podcast that I have. Right. I didn't want people to know Build Your Network and then be like, well, who's the host of that again? What was his name? Like, it's a great show. I'm blanking on his name. I wanted it to be the opposite way. So. Switched my branding from people getting to know Build Your Network and then switched it over to people getting to know Travis. And then, like, Build Your Network is just one of the things that I do. Like, yes. That's just one of my, you know, and branches. What, what was, so, you, you changed your website? What else did you change? All the branding, basically. Okay. Um, so, like, anytime, like, uh, we, we just we, we're putting on a destination mastermind out in Thailand. Okay. Um, so, it's. Which is a crazy event coming up. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, um, Coming up in uh, a couple weeks here. You want to mention that? I mean, do you still have any spots even open? Oh, uh, we have out? like one or two spots left. Okay, so boss to boss community. Yeah. There's literally one or two spots left. And really quick, wait to hear about this event that Travis is putting together. Yeah, so uh, Phuket, Thailand, we're spending about five days there. Um, I rented out an entire luxury villa. So yeah. there's like 12, 15 bedrooms or something like that. I have two videographers coming out. Like they're really good at what they do. They capture fantastic content. Mm -hmm. 
So they'll be getting pictures and video of everybody for their own marketing purposes. Um, and then I have Steve Sims coming out, who's headlining the event, which I'm really excited about. Um, Steve's the real life Wizard of Oz. He's an amazing yeah. dude. He's, um, has an incredible network, one of the best networks of anybody that I've had on the show. Yeah, had some good people on. His network is out of this world. You yeah. had him on as a guest. Mm -hmm. uh, for those interested in uh, Travis's mastermind group, Steve Sims is one of the guest guests that we got to interact with mm -hmm. for one of our calls. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So one of the uh, Q and A experts. Yeah, Steve came in and, and did a whole Q and A with everybody. So he's going to be one of the. Um, uh, he's going to be really like the headliner of the event. We'll be teaching on the art of making things happen because that's what he does. So uh, Steve's coming out, and then uh, I have a good friend of mine, a good friend of ours, Dorothy Olson, who's going to be speaking yeah. on paid traffic and how to get more paid traffic, um, or how to do it the right way, basically, oh, in awesome. awesome. your business. Um, and then I have uh, Steve Arneson coming out. Mm -hmm. He's a multifamily real estate investor. Yep. Um, yep. And uh, uh, RE investors, right? The reinvestors, yeah. Him and his partner Randy Steve's coming out to speak on how to get started in multifamily investing, mm -hmm. even if you don't have any money. So he's going to be doing a session on that. And then, um, and then the last person we have coming out, we just booked. His name is Bronzely Boz. He's uh, uh, owns a seven-figure audio agency out in uh, Australia. He's going to be coming and teaching on the power of audio stuff like that so he actually puts on the largest podcasting conference in the southern hemisphere i think is what it is about australia I spoke at it last year i attended the year before um, has the best of the best to come out there and speak on his stage that was one of the ones you spoke at two in australia right uh no i, I spoke i spoke at just the one well um i attended it the first year okay and the second oh, year okay. i went back i spoke you at spoke it. at it okay um, so he's going to come out and uh, be a speaker out there as well. So we got so we got four four main speakers that are going to be highlighting the event, and then um, uh, and then we have hot seats throughout the whole time. So everybody will get a chance to sit in the hot seat for about an hour. Oh wow! Everybody with the there, speakers there. With the speakers there. So you actually get the speakers to listen into what is going on with you and so how you uh, can multiply your business wow. and do better with your business. Okay, that's like a selling point right there. It's a well. huge. It's a huge <laughs> benefit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, but the coolest thing about it is that it's not completely scheduled out because my idea, like, really, it's just an excuse for me to travel somewhere. Like, I like to travel. Hey, that's why I'm here in Miami right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's a conference and all, and I'm, I'm I love being at, at these things. I love being around individuals like you, especially people like that. But you know, it is an excuse to get out of here. Yeah, to get, uh, to get out of the. For me, it was Chicago, so it was negative twenty below. Yeah. But yeah. For you here in Vegas, it's right. not as bad. No, it's just an excuse to travel, go see a new country, a different country I haven't been to. I like doing that kind of stuff, and I like adding to my country count every year. Um, but uh, this way, I get to go do that with a bunch of like-minded people that I brought out with a couple of speakers that I want to spend more time with as well. And um, then get to spend an entire week together. Yeah. But the coolest thing is, like, it's it's just a chill week. So and it's, it's not like it's that much more money than actually going there and booking it all yourself. Right, you're exactly. saving you, us as it's all included. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything except for your dinners and your flights. I, I didn't book dinners because the nights I wanted to leave free. If you want to stay at the villa and just like have some drinks and hang out and play games, whatever. But if you want to go into town or like go check out the nightlife, the clubs, or whatever you want to do. Like I left the nights wide open so that yeah. people can do what they want. Which which um, which is it sounds fair. And first yeah. I was thinking about it, but then now that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I just I want it to be like more of a chill environment. Like I, the event's called Cool People, Cool Places, just because like that's like my really my heart. Have you like trademarked that yet? I have not. No, no. So don't get any ideas. 
Um, yeah. You heard it here on Boss to Boss Live. <laughs> so cool, cool people, cool places. I, my thought behind it is just like, I just I just really want a bunch of cool people at a cool place. Like it's not really That's content. It. I mean, it's as simple as it yeah. sounds. I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's just not content driven. My stuff is connection driven, like people driven. Like if, 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 you, if you get in a room with 10, 12 people, you're yeah. going to get to know a couple people. If you get in a villa with 10, 12 people for five days in a yeah, different country, to get to like you're going to build some good relationships. And some that's, it, you go ahead. Yeah. So that, that was it. Okay. So, I mean, that's, and that's kind of to do a full circle here. That's how you sold me. I mean, essentially, yeah. In the first ever mastermind a year ago, because, or it's been more than a year now, but, um, because you mentioned to me the people, you know, you're like, oh, look at these people I interviewed. Look at what's happening. Well, look at what might happen. Look at this uh, this 10X conference you might go to, which <laughs> right. I ended up going to, because I got the ticket. Um, so you sold me on the greater idea of what could happen, what might happen, the potential. Right. And it's like, at that point, when you look at it, yes, it is a few hundred, maybe it was like a thousand. I can't remember exactly what it was at that point. The yeah, the first one. Yeah, I think it was 1,200 for three months, Something but it like also that. included that ticket. It included that ticket. And, and an um, in-person mastermind. And an in-person at his house, yeah. So at that moment, to me, not being a spender of that kind of, you know, that kind of thing was a lot, but you sold me on the future and what could be. And I mean, now I'm over here like, hell yeah. Like, you know, I, I it's like being an early investor almost, sort of, yeah. sort of, so to speak. And you you had to more tell me the idea of what could happen. And not like, like the coaching didn't sell me. Maybe it sold a few people, but like, you know, for me, I don't look as coaching as, you know, coaching is coaching. Right. And um, that's a good uh, moment here to throw in. Like that's, it's a good sales lesson right there because yeah. the other person that was most difficult to sell was Zach. And he wanted the coaching. He wanted the coaching. So it's, exactly. it's all about listening, you know, to the prospect and discovering what's important to them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, just, <laughs> just to throw that out there while you're talking, but go ahead. No, no, that's crazy. I mean, it, the fact that it's been a year, um, like what, what would you say? since last year, since last year and now this year, like how, how have we grown, you know, like what, do you, what, what would be your biggest take over the past year from where you're at there and where you're at now? Like how do you go about things differently? That's a good question, man. Um, really last year for me was a big kind of discovery year. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I didn't have one income stream that like heavily outweighed all the other ones. Like uh, it was really three three really main income streams, mm -hmm. and they were all really about the same type of income. So coming into 2019, I was just like, I'm chasing three rabbits here. I'm not catching any. And it was what water, real estate, and, and podcast. Podcast, yeah. yeah. So water, business, real estate, flipping, and podcast. Mm -hmm. And so um, I couldn't go all in on any of them because I was doing all three of them. And so in September, I walked away from the water business. In uh, December, we put up our last flip on the market. We still have like two, two other properties that uh, that I'll be selling in the next couple of months. Yeah, but those were like those were uh, rentals that we've had for a little while. Got it. Um, those run flips. <clears throat> um, and then, and then this year is really changing my focus from like, you know trying to blow up three things at once and bringing it back into focusing on blowing up one thing and then building off income streams after blowing up the one income stream. So and that one thing is? Is podcasting. So now, and that's, that's why I started the show from the beginning was mm -hmm. like, I wanted to do this full time. 
like there's three types of freedom, right? There's location freedom, okay. there's time freedom, and there's financial freedom. And true freedom, I think, is a combination of all three of them. If you have two of them, but not the third one, like if you're financially free and you have time freedom, you're stuck in a location. Yes. Right? And yes. like I said, I like to travel up into like 35 states of the country and 27 countries now. Um, so I like I like to go out yeah. and like see things. And when I was doing well in door to door, I was making good money, and I had free time because I only work like three hours a day. Um, I was doing a year round program for those of you know the door to door industry. Right. I didn't do any summer programs. I was year round, so I'd work like three hours a day. Just every night when people get off work, I would go out and work. Oh, that's and, how you did it. Yeah. What about the weekends? Five o'clock to eight o'clock. How does that work? I didn't even work weekends. No. Like, well, sometimes I did. if I was trying to like get a bonus or something, I would go out and work on a Saturday or something. But I would work like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, do whatever I want. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, from like 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., I did whatever I want. See, being in sales isn't that bad with that kind of flexibility. Yeah, and it allows you. Yeah, yeah. being like 22, I was, I was, I was really yeah. having a good time. It allows you to do now this next thing, which is the podcast, and now look where you're at a year later or two years. It's going to be almost two years since you started, though, right? Uh, August, so a year and a half. Or a year and a half. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, so I had, I had the, the time freedom and I had the financial freedom, but I couldn't go anywhere because if I went somewhere for a week, I didn't make any money for a week. So I could like, I, I was you know smart enough to figure out that I knew if I knew I was going to be gone for a week in four weeks from now, mm -hmm. then the three weeks leading up to the week that I was going to be gone, I would just work a little bit more and make up for the production. But, <laughs> but that's still not true location freedom. I can't just go be gone and still make the same amount of money. And still work so I was like, goals. how do I do all three of those at once? And then that's kind of when podcasting came up. So the goal from the beginning of starting my podcast was like, I want to podcast full time because I want all three of those. I want time freedom, I want location freedom, and I want financial freedom. Yes. So now coming into this year, you know, 2017, I just invested a ton of money, time, and energy in the podcast. I think I made, I don't know, like. $3,000 that year on the podcast, you know? You're talking like, just, just revenues, right? Yeah, yes, from in 2017. So um, it was a total loss because I, I invested, oh, yeah, you know, a good amount of money getting started, you know, probably $15,000, $16,000 in terms of coaches, masterminds, um, website, all that kind of stuff because I really was trying to blow it up. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I brought in revenue like $3,000. And it's so important, right, for everybody that. You you knew the vision, you knew what was going to happen, you knew the importance of buying into other masterminds, other coaching, or other I knew programs. the importance of proximity and knowledge. Yeah, is what I knew the importance. So of. you still want to, you know, and you put money into something that you weren't making anything, mm -hmm. and you just knew that if you truly believe in it, right, and what's out there, and if you put in the work, and exactly. like have and have the right, like you, you don't you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like you put in the work, you have the right knowledge, you meet the right people. Then like there's really no way you can't be successful as long as you put in the work afterwards. So a lot of people will meet the right people and get the right knowledge and then not put in the work and then they're still in the same spot six years later. So right. you have to meet the right people and get the right knowledge and then implement what you learn in both of those settings. Then there's really no way that you can't, you know. Yeah, I mean it's yeah come come a long way and it's crazy that. So you almost had a vision, right? Like with uh, the podcast in the beginning that you wanted to get these things, right? You wanted that flexibility, that freedom, the time freedom, the location, being able to travel. And now with this cool people, cool places, that's like essentially Everything that in action. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This all makes sense now. Right. That is crazy. Right. Like I, that's literally what I didn't even like, think about that. I wanted to be gone and still make money. And 
and still have enjoy something. Right. And still enjoy something with other individuals that are there to do things you want to do as well. You know, same mindset, same kind of uh, drive. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's awesome. And kind of like to take it back to you know where we're at now. You know, as as you might see in the video, uh, our beautiful view. Um, I don't know how much you can see of it with the sun, but uh, we are here in Miami. We're overlooking uh, the Bay Area, South Beach, just literally right here, and there's Miami City. And uh, that's this is where 10X was. So 10X officially just finished. We just got out of it. We're super pumped, super excited because that's how you're supposed to be, right? You get out of 10X. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, the energy is great. You definitely come out, but you got to also be kind of real about it, right? You got to be able to control that energy and not just go crazy all at once because then, you know, you're going to go over, overworked, overwhelmed, and nothing else is going to happen. Yeah. How did you feel? I just kind of want to reflect at least on the show. How did you feel about the show this year compared to last year? And then sort of what was your main takeaway, your favorite part of it? Yeah, I like, I'm, I, I like Grant's stuff. I know Grant's a controversial guy a lot, but... Oh, yeah. Um, I, I really like uh, I really like as much as like I like the way that uh, the way that he thinks about business mm -hmm. and um, the the 10x rule is a fantastic book. It, I think that's one of the first things that I ran into. Or no, I, I was from I, I think Facebook actually was the first time I actually got exposed to him was like a mm -hmm. Facebook uh, a live that he did when he was doing the Cardone Zone. So then I downloaded the podcast, so I listened to the podcast, and then I got the 10x rule. Um, but anyway, the the foundational principle of his entire brand 10x like it just to me, it just makes sense. Like I'm a big numbers guy. So it was the same way knocking doors. Like I just knew my numbers. I yeah. knew that if I knocked on X amount of doors, mm -hmm. that I could talk to X amount of people. And if I talked to X amount of people that I was going to be able to get in the door of, you know, X amount of people. And then if I got in the door, I was going to sell this many people. And if this many people, this many people would like stay true getting installed on and stuff. So like, all you have to do is like keep pumping into the front end yep. because those numbers are going to like the law of average is going to hold true. Mm -hmm. Just like Jim Rohn says, you do something often enough, a ratio is going to appear. And so if you do something, once, once that ratio appears, all you do is like keep doing that thing over and over. And then the coolest thing about the law of averages is, is that you can get better. So if you're only closing at 10%, then you keep funneling people in. Like if you, if, if, if I'm closing at 10% and yeah. I talk to 100 people, that means I'm going to close 10 people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you're closing at 20% and you talk to 20 people, you're only going to get four people. So all I got to do is outwork you a little bit. But during that time when I'm, when I'm, when I'm talking to all these people, yeah. what's happening? I'm improving. I'm getting better. I'm, I'm, I'm working on all the skills sets so, to be able to close. So now I'm not closing at 10% anymore. Maybe I'm closing at 15, maybe I'm closing at 20, then I get up to 25, then I get up to 30. So now if I put in that same work from the beginning, I talk to 100 people, I'm not getting 10 anymore. I'm getting 25, I'm getting 30. Mm -hmm. um, so like I, I just like numbers like that. I've always been that way. So when Grant gets up and talks about the 10X rule, it's just a numbers game. It's all about the numbers. Like if you want this result, then you need to put in the 10X effort to get that result. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not necessarily like getting the 10X result, it's the 10X effort to get the result that you're looking to get. So if your goal is a million dollars and you know that you got to put in X amount of dollars in ads this year, try to 10X that if you can and like blow up that huge thing revenue. I think one of the biggest takeaways for me for the event, I, I love the event. It was uh, um, it was definitely different. 
than last yeah, year? Yeah, um, definitely than last uh, First time it was out here, right? Usually it's Vegas every year. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, actually, I think you're right. I think the first one was in Miami. Um, I'm not sure though. Uh, the second one was in my was in Vegas, yeah. and then this one was here in Miami. Um, I, I'll say this: it was not my favorite event ever, but it was the most impressive event that I've ever been to. That's it's very, very impressive. That's a good way to put it. That's that's actually. I was trying to think of the perfect word. It was definitely massive. I mean, right. you, do you really expect anything less from Grant Cardone? Right. Exactly. From him flying in from a, a, an airplane. From a parachute. Yeah. yeah, from a parachute to seeing Snoop Dogg, to seeing Little John perform, mm -hmm. and then the yes, the speakers. Mm -hmm. That's true. It was impressive. It was very impressive. Um, but uh, yeah, it, like I've been to some other events that were like that I'm more, um, I don't know what the right word is, vibed with, I guess. Um, but uh, like it was still, maybe? Yeah, I guess. Word? Yeah, uh, that's how I'm pretty yes. And more curated towards connection uh, is something I would have liked to see a little bit more. But either way, a magnanimous type of event. It, it was, it was, it was. It's cool to come to these things every once in a while too. It just, if for nothing else, to yeah. just expand your mindset, just to think bigger, like to think, wow, he filled up a baseball stadium yes. for people. It was like, like that's what, just incredible. Eight, it's just cool. impressive. It's, it's just, just incredible. So, um, I think. Uh, one of the bigger lessons that I took away is that uh, he was talking about, it was actually Grant that was, that was speaking, so it was a lot of amazing speakers, and I liked all of them. I really liked all of them, actually. Um, but it, it was Grant that was speaking. He was talking about uh, when you set a goal for yourself, don't lower the goal, hit the goal. And he was like, he was like, I don't care what it takes to hit the goal, you need to hit the goal. Which was weird to me, because uh, he's, he's definitely about, about making money, about yeah. profit. Right about like bringing in profit, so not just revenue but profit. But he talks about when you're getting started how important it is to hit those goals, regardless of if it's revenue or profit. What so meaning like gross or net? Sort of, it's like not a year and doing two years. So yeah, so like maybe well not 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 necessarily like expanding the timeline. Oh, okay. He's just saying like if you set a goal, so like let's say you're going to set a goal for a fifty thousand dollar a month or whatever by the yeah. end of summer, and um, and you have an ad running that you know isn't breaking even. He was he was basically saying like it'll be better for you mentally to actually lose money technically and hit that revenue goal yeah. than it will be for you to like lower that goal. So because it trains you to hit your goals and yes. it makes you feel good to hit your goals. So even if you're spending a dollar and making eighty cents, like. He was saying, just pump that until you hit the goal. Stop lowering your goals. Hit the goal and then readjust and go forward from there. But make sure that you hit the goal because that's going to like instill confidence in yourself to be able to continue. And that was like, a, it was, honestly, it was a really weird thing for me. Like it's something that I have to go back and evaluate my own business and say, yeah. huh, because that, that is temp, you know, what people tend to do. Something's like going like that way. They're like, oh, I don't want to lose money. And they stop. Um, but uh, really, what's the most important thing? Time, not money. You know, so if, if this is if, if I'm gonna lose a you know a few thousand dollars to build huge confidence in myself and learn a good lesson and increase my my follower base and my list and my marketing ability, then maybe it's worth it. You know, it's not just about the money. But all that stuff is gonna put more money in the long run. So I thought that was a really interesting point. It's not, it's not something I've ever heard from anybody before. Um, I wonder if he's mentioned that before. I, I feel I'm like sure. maybe one of his books or something. I know that he. Point. I know that he talks about exploding your revenue when yeah. you're first starting, because that's something that he regrets not doing. 
is he spent 20 years like traveling around and working by himself with just yeah, an assistant. Yeah, just an assistant. That's and, great. Uh, I didn't even know about that until yeah. you mentioned it today. Yeah, and that's, wow. Yeah, because so, he was worried too much about the, the profit and like, I don't want to lose money, I don't want to lose money. But he's going to have money at that time, right. not long term. And now he is, here he is 30, 30 years later. And yes. Well, no, like 10 years later. Right. Like he did, he did this for 20 years with him and an assistant. And oh, I meant like 30 years, years later. Oh, all right, from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I thought that was a really, really interesting point. It was, it was it's just not, it's unconventional. You know, it's very unconventional way of thinking, especially for business people, you know, yeah. especially for you as a CPA, you know? Yeah, because like you, you want to make sure the bottom line is the best, right? Right, right. Exactly. Uh, and it's, it's something, about profit, not revenue. I feel like it's something I heard from him because I, I do that a lot. Like we, we're still reinvesting everything. We're making sure our numbers are growing. Mm -hmm. I, there's times over the winter with my business that I still took jobs. I still paid for leads that I knew we were going to break even on, for example. Mm -hmm. But we did it just to keep busy, just to keep up hitting our goals, you know. Right. So, and it worked. I mean, it worked. It definitely made us feel better. It kept everybody happy because there was work. Better morale, better culture. Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. It's, it's something, like I said, that's not really taught a lot. You don't hear it a lot. From it's not. So it's something that I'm not interested in. Instead of trying to implement in my business on a small scale at first and then kind of blow it up a little bit more. Um, but I, I thought that was a really interesting point. Well. That was, uh, that was a lot of content, a lot of good stuff. Uh, I can't believe it's been a year, you know, year anniversary episode pretty much since almost the podcast launch and Travis being the first guest. And uh, I'm now on since we kind of switched this round up since we did the first time we did this thing. We're going to actually bring it on to our listeners' favorite, favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. So, I don't, there's not too many questions that changed around, but I'm going to throw them at you. You don't really know what to expect, but here we go. Number one, this is a very serious round, by the way, very serious. How do you feel about uh, socks and sandals? Hmm. Uh, I think it depends on on how you wear them. Like, wow. Like, if you're just wearing them around town, like, that's a no. But if you're going to go, like, to the gym mm -hmm. and you don't want to get your, like, basketball shoes dirty on the asphalt, then, yeah, socks and sandals have it. You don't think that you drop a weight on your shoe and it's just like... No, no, no. Like when you get to the gym, you go to the locker room and you put your shoes on. Oh. But like okay. I, I wear socks and sandals when I go to play basketball or when I go to the gym sometimes because I don't want to get my gym shoes all black and dirty on the asphalt and stuff like that. So I'll carry them, but I don't want to just wear sandals and like put on socks and shoes at the gym. So I just put socks and put sandals on. And then after the gym... I'll wear sandals just because it's easier to put them back on and I don't want to wear them. You, you really took that question and just broke it down to like another level. Like, it's intricate, bro. Like seriously, I feel like I'm speaking with someone <laughs> at, that was just at 10X. I mean, you took that question and broke it down for us. I mean, wow. Talk about going above and beyond, Travis. That being said, my favorite comments. How do you drink your coffee? Black. You know what they say, right? You know what they say. What's that? According to a HuffPost uh, study, if you drink black coffee, which I do so I can say it, but you show psychotic tendencies. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. So I can see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, yeah, I can see it. Too. <laughs> if you had an unlimited amount of money right now and you could start up any business you want, anything, but it can't be your own, what would it be? It can't be my own. Oh, it can't be the one I'm It can't be what you're doing. Got it. Uh, Unlimited money, probably film production, like movie, like 
big budget movie production? That's, that's yeah. what it would it be called? If it was like a smaller amount of money, it would be called Travis Chapel. Yeah, it would be Chapel Soccer. Yeah. If it was a smaller amount of money, it would be like a. Let's get a GoFundMe page going right now. GoFundMe page. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Chapel something movie, yeah. right? Um, yeah, small amount of money, cigar lounge, and whiskey bar, like, like, not not together, but to, so like it would be a building, and then one side is cigars, and one side is like bar, and uh, and then in the back, I'll just have a big studio for like podcasting and videos and stuff like that, so oh, wow. I can bring in like big name guests and bring them into the cigar lounge, get them mm-hmm. a cigar, drink, and bring them back to the back. Well, you know what? I mean, this is technically the Cigar Box Lounge because after this podcast video, we can sip, you know, get, a, get some whiskey, get a cigar, and enjoy the view. That's so true. It this is, is like a spectacular it's like, view. It's like in the work at the sunset. If you can't see on video, the sunset's pretty incredible right now. It's, so. it's coming in. It's coming in. Coming in hot. What is your favorite movie? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, I can't say one is like my absolute favorite, but one that comes to mind yes, in my so top yeah. five, probably The Departed. You said that one? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it reruns all the time. Yeah. So one of my favorites for it's, sure. It's up there for me too as well. Yeah. It is craziest twist, the biggest stars. Like, sure. Crazy, crazy movie. What is the one country that's number one on your list that is gonna be the hardest for you to get to? The hardest for me to get to? Yeah, the one that you think like like, yeah, like you haven't done it yet and it's something that's like the dream place to go okay well that's yeah so probably not picky on which country just somewhere where i can see the northern lights okay somewhere like norway sweden mm-hmm. Finland, iceland you know somewhere like that or maybe like northern canada it's somewhere where i can like have a really awesome view of the northern lights that's what i want and let's say you were traveling to one country on your, on your journey and excursion throughout your life and you get caught by Somali pirates. What would you get one phone call to make? Who is that person you're calling? My wife. Solid choice, solid choice. I hope she's watching this episode because <laughs> you are going to get a lot of points. All right, everybody. Um, that, was, uh, that was the end of that round. I, uh, you survived, I survived. Steve, the producer, did not come at us with anything. You were within five seconds. Of every, awesome. of every question being answered so uh yeah man it's uh, it's been a pleasure having you on everybody once again that's travischapel.co.com now what's that com travischapel.com did that co for the longest time yeah. so yes travischapel.com and that's chapel c-h-a-p-p-e-l-l and also, Facebook, Instagram, those are like the main two, right? Mm-hmm. Travis Chapel, um, or you can search for Build Your Network, hashtag it. You know, that's if you, we look for a podcast, Build Your Network, just start typing in a BU and it pops up instantly. I mean, it's everywhere. It's a top 50, top 20 podcast at a point, right? Uh, yeah, it pops up every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. At one point, yeah, I think you hit, like, you hit like 20 or 30, right? 20 something. Yeah, 20 something. I think the highest I got was like 18 on the business. That's crazy. That is amazing. Yeah, it's impressive. So top, we constantly a top podcast. Build your network. You have to check it out. I mean, you have to. If there's one <laughs> podcast, and you want to get to know more people and grow your network and just expand your life, your business, everything, or 10 exit, right? Yeah, that's, there you go. That's the one to check out. Um, I will stand by that. 
you know, for as long as podcasts are around. Appreciate you, man. And uh, if you have any any closing thoughts, you know, the mic is yours. Just ready to go watch the Super Bowl. Where are you going to watch the Super Bowl? What's the plan for that? That's a good question. We'll figure that out. All right. We'll do it in this cigar box lounge here with the podcast. Uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Bossed, to Boss. Travis, it's been a pleasure as always. Appreciate you, man. Until next time. Until next year. Yes, sir. That is all for this episode of Bossed to Boss. Your next step is to visit bossedtoboss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is bossed, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now.